Thank you for tuning in to Conroe United Pentecostal Church today. We pray that this podcast is a blessing to you. If there is ever anything we can do for you, please email admin at conroeupc.org. Ephesians chapter number 3, verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height. And to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that you might be filled with the fullness of God. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Now unto him that is able to do three words, exceeding, abundant, and above. And that is my thought this morning, exceeding, abundant, and above. All that we can ask or think. You may be seated this morning. Amen. The year was 1991, the last day of the year. December 31st, right here in Conroe, Texas. We had come and we're endeavoring in a, a storefront endeavor to see what would happen in the in the kingdom it was a new year's eve service it's one of those services that that was going to be a challenge to us as as a fledgling young church not only was it a service that would be a challenge to us but it would also be a, a moment of personal challenge for my family and trying to prepare for that service my wife needed to run to the grocery store, and so she jumped in our little gold minivan to back down the driveway. And as she backed down the driveway, she ran over one of the kids' bicycles. And very strategically, our anger issues have not yet been resolved over this 24 years later. But some some 24 years ago, she strategically managed to push the handlebar of a bicycle right through the sidewall of a tire. And this caused, as Paul would say, no small dispute between she and I at that moment. Here we were, very little money. Here we were with not, to, not knowing what to do at this point. Our total amount of cash that we had was $17. We had no, we, we weren't working jobs. We were, we were operating in a realm, in a realm of faith. We, we, we had no small dispute that afternoon on the driveway. Needless to say, she never made it to the grocery store. 
And as I changed the tire on that little minivan, I began to ask God, God, just how far can you make a little cheap donut tire go? I see the manufacturer wrote they, they, were, they were only good for 400 miles. But I begin to say, God, this is going to be your chance to prove just how many miles can one put on a little donut tire. And so we donutted our way down to the, to the church, the storefront at that, at that point. We donutted our way down there that day. And when we arrived, there was a little lady who came waddling up to me. And it was holding this little small blue envelope. And she, she handed it to me. And there's those of you who've been around the church for years. You've seen this envelope on a couple of other occasions. But this is one of those things that stays close to my heart. And, and it, stay, it stays uh, in a curio there in my office because I always, uh, are off time, go back and just, um, when I'm praying, I'll just wave my little envelope around and remember, remind God, what a great God he is, and I'll thank him for his ability to do things in our life. Inside this is a note that said, Dear Brother Smith, the Lord's been dealing with us for a number of weeks to mail this offering to you. We're sorry that we've been so slow answering and obeying his, 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 his urging us to, to mail this. Would you forgive us for being slow? We hope that it arrives there in time for your need. I didn't have a need until that afternoon when, when we, when we donutted, when we put the donut tire on the car because of the little handlebar that went through the side, side wall of the tire. But that day I was trying to figure out, I couldn't even afford a Maypop tire. You know what a Maypop tire is? It's one you buy down at the used place that you drive down the road. It may pop and it may not. Uh, that's what you call a Maypop tire. You couldn't even buy a Maypop tire for $17 in those days. And so, and so um, uh, I didn't have a need until just a few hours before. And now, not only, not only did the Lord send me $500 in that check, uh, in, in that envelope, but he also, he also led me to believe there, that, that early, early stage in our church. That whatever your need is, that he's able to not only provide for the need, but he can exceedingly and abundantly take care of whatever the circumstance is. The next day, I didn't buy a tire. I bought four tires. And I dared the kids to put a bicycle on the driveway from that point forward. But this God of ours is able to do exceeding and abundant above all that you and I can begin to ask or think. We lived in a neighborhood not far behind here. And just shortly, shortly after, after this, uh, our entire subdivision was called to a meeting down into a little hall not far from where we lived. And we were informed at this point that uh, years ago, before these houses had been built, that this house, that this, the area that our, the land that our house was built on, it, it was built upon an old chrysalt plant. And there was what was known then as PCPs. It was some sort of, uh, some sort of uh, poisonous substance that that had been that was part of that chrysote, and it was all in that soil. And because of because of the dirty dirt that was in our neighborhood, uh, 
Because of the dirty dirt that we had, uh, uh, they moved us out of, of our neighborhood and out to the Del Lago subdivision. We lived out there for eight months, and and during those eight months, it was it was a it was quite a moment of the miraculous because we had started this church. We we were working diligently, and we didn't have a lot of income. But the Lord, He said, "You know, I'm going to show somebody. I'm going to show. I'm going to show." Uh, Show these people that I can do exceeding and abundant above all that they can ask or think. And so for those eight months, every week between the mileage and the dry cleaning bills and, and everything that they, that they were giving to us, it was about $1,100 a week. Include, uh, and that did not include uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the cottage that they put us in out on the golf course at Del Lago for eight months. And so for those eight months, um, we lived rent-free. We lived electricity-free. We lived water-free. And for those eight months, every week, uh, we, we went up and picked up a check for $1,100. And that was probably the most uh, exciting time of our life because we were living free and getting free money, not doing anything for it. But uh, what I believe happened was God, that earlier, earlier he knew that he was going to have a, a young family working in the kingdom, that they were going to need a blessing and they were going to need to be taken care of for a season of time. So I think that probably when they were making Chris Oak Pole, or Chris Oak Post or whatever it was they were making with those Chris Oak in that neighborhood. I think every once in a while he'd have an angel just to tip a barrel over a little bit longer to pour a little extra out on the ground because he had a plan working that, that he, would, he would show us that he was able to do exceeding and abundant above all that we could, we could begin to ask or to think. It was during, also during shortly following this season of time that we had honed on our personal budget so much that, uh, you know, when, when you're poor, uh, we, we were, I don't think we could be qualified as poor at that point because poor was take four letters to spell that word. We were just, as you could say, po, just, just P-O, because uh, we couldn't afford the extra two letters uh, to qualify for being, for being poor. But it was during that season that, that, uh, following that, that, that we had, we had honed ourselves down to where it didn't take us much to live on. And, and following our, our utility payments and our, our little, little house payment that we were making, it, it cost us uh, $500 a month to pay every bill that we had. That was car notes and insurance and, 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 and everything. I, I don't know how, how that we, we did it during that time. But it was during that season following that we moved back out of Del Lago that for a single year every month uh, I would receive a phone call or a check in the mail and the check would be for $500. I never knew who it was coming from. I never knew where it was coming. Didn't know exactly what day it would be there. But about the time that we needed to pay those $500 of the budgeted bills, uh, that check would come in the mail. One day a pastor friend of mine, Leon Wallace from, from Lufkin called me and says, hey bro, what's going on? I said, man, Things are great. We're having revival. Really what I was doing, I was just asking God, Lord, just send me my check. Lord, send me. I need my 500. It was one of those kind of days, if you understand what I mean. And so so I, I, I said, man, things are great. He said, man, I want you to know I took an offering up for you last night, and, and I'm going to send you a check. What's your address? And I'm thinking, praise the Lord. That's where my check's coming from today. He said, yeah, we're going to send you $500. And, and so um, so just it, it'll be there in a day or two. And love you guys. Y'all have revival. And we, we said our goodbyes. And I hung up. There was a couple of brothers from the church standing there. And, and I simply said, brothers, there's 
there's, there's my check for the month. Uh, there's my $500. And one of those guys said, listen, Brother Smith, uh, you need to lift up your sights a little bit. Um, you need a raise. So why don't you just tell God that, that you need $1,000 this month. Don't be living on 500 Just tell God you need 1000 And we were joking around about it. And so I said, okay, God, let that check be $1,000 because uh, I need $1,000 this month. Uh, when Brother Wallace's check came two days later, I know the phone was hung up. Um, but when the check came, I opened it up. Uh, the $500 that he had promised had multiplied, and the check was for, for $1,000. Let me simply tell you this, uh, that this God of ours is able to do exceeding and abundant above all that you can begin to ask or think. Amen. Amen. I don't want to dwell too long on those kind of stories. But there was a Sunday right after we had moved into this building that we had some things that were undone. There were no doorknobs in the building. There were no kick plates and stuff on the doors. Those glass doors back there didn't have closures on them yet. They just, they would just kind of open and close just at will because just if the, if the air condition kicked on, the doors would open. If the air condition, and it was just, it's just one of those times. There was several unfinished projects that, that were going on around here. And so, so we were just believing God. We were having revival. Things were going good. And at the close of one of those services, I stepped in the back and a, a, a little young, a young boy brought me an envelope and said, my grandma sent this to you. And so I stepped into the office and, and at that point, that was the church office. It was my office. It was, it was everything back there. And, and, it, and so, uh, I just closed the door and began to open that envelope. And when I did, there was a check in that envelope made out to the church for, for 20 thousand twenty thousand dollars this is 20 years ago now that's a lot of money it's a lot of money today i'll take your 20 grand today but i really was re- glad to take it to, at that point and so and so man i just rejoiced and and I, I was i couldn't help but be reminded this god of ours is able to do exceeding and abundant uh, above all that we ask or think and so on monday morning but we had what i call around here a bill paying party and we sit down and we paid every every little thing that had to be paid related to the building and, and every, every little thing that was and we and we, we went ahead and we allocated the money to finish up doorknobs etc all that had to happen and when we finished up um, when we finished up there wasn't a penny left it was ever ever bit gone and I left out of here rejoicing to visit somebody in the hospital and the, and then when then when I was at the hospital I received a phone call from my wife she said I need you to go somewhere where you can talk and and the same lady that had brought in the twenty sent in the twenty thousand dollar check she come by the church while I was down at the hospital. And she handed an envelope to my wife and says, now, Sister Smith, I, I know I sent some money up here to the church to your, to your husband yesterday, and that was for the church. Uh, but now I'm giving you this, and this is for you. This is for Brother Smith, and this is for you. And that doesn't happen very often, especially when we opened up. And she says, you got to sit down because uh, inside that envelope was a check um, for $10,000. I, I can just tell you, it was like I'd been riding through a, a big a, a snowstorm or an ice storm or going through the mud. And all of a sudden, the big blobs of mud just start falling off the back of the vehicle. You've seen that happen before, you know, when things just start falling off and, and you just start feeling the relief uh, of a God who can take care of something, who is able to do exceeding and abundant uh, above all that you can begin to ask or think. And I know I'm talking money right here because money things interest us uh, and, and money things is something that we can relate to. But I want to move beyond that aspect and I, I want to talk about some things this 
this week because in prayer this week, I felt the Lord just whispering to me that today's issues are no greater than yesterday's issues. And today's pressures are no greater than yesterday's pressures. And today's problems are really no bigger than yesterday's problems. And he simply reminded me, Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 8, he simply reminded me of a single verse, and that is that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And whatever you had needed yesterday, he'll take care of that today. And whatever it took for a deliverance yesterday, it'll take the same today. And the same God that set you free in years gone by can take care of whatever the circumstance is on this Sunday, on this Sunday morning. This God of ours is able to do exceeding and abundant above all that we can ask or think. Whatever your need is, God can take care of it. He he can bring strength and he can bring faith and he can bring encouragement or whatever that you're dealing with today. He can take care of that and he can not only take care of it, but he can do it in abundance. He can do it more than you ask. He can do more than you thought for this God of ours is able to do it exceeding and abundant and above all that you can begin to ask or to think. Go back with me in your memory to the widow of Zarephath. Here was a little widow woman dealing with the issues of life. Didn't have much money. Didn't have much oil. And didn't have much meal. But there she was going through her life when there was a God moment that happened and began to unfold. The man of God came to her house and said, I want you to make a cake. And she looked at him and said, all I've got is enough for one cake. I've got oil. I've got meal for one cake. And he says, well, I want you to make that. And I want you to, to bring that to me. You see, here she was in a place where she had some circumstances that were very important and very close to her. And she knew that it was she had to take care of that boy. And she had to take care of those things for herself. But there was that moment of faith that came into her life. It was that opportunity for the miraculous that happened for her. And the man of God says, bring that to me. Take care of, uh, take care of the God need first. And then, then we'll see what happens. She did that by faith. She made a step of faith. It did not make sense in the rationale. But when she made that step of faith, when she made that step of, 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 of when she took the risk, when she took the chance on God, when she did that in, in that moment, we would learn that her barrel would never run empty, nor her oil, whenever her, her cruise of oil would never be dry. Let me simply say, if you can have one cake and you can have another enough meal for one cake and you can have enough oil for one cake we're not we're not talking a big nice chocolate cake with fluffy stuff we're talking meal we're talking a corn cake we're talking a skillet of cornbread is what we're talking a skillet of cornbread and a couple of pads of butter is all that she was dealing with right there wasn't a lot going on but when but when she said okay god i'm gonna put this all on the line and i'm gonna trust you and i'm gonna be obedient to your word the bible says her barrel never went dry. I'm talking about a God this morning. I'm talking to somebody today that's had your faith pulled at. I'm talking to somebody today that your faith is not even strong right now. I've come this morning. I'm just, I'm talking to somebody this morning that's had your faith shredded and shattered. And you don't even really hardly know what it's like to see the miraculous anymore. It's been a while since you saw a prayer answered. But understand this pastor today 
in the midst of, in the midst of this Sunday morning, this God of ours is able to do exceeding and abundant above all. He's able to do exceeding and abundant above all. He's able to do exceeding and abundant above all that you can begin to ask or think. Let somebody's faith this morning be sparked when you realize when you take that step of faith and you operate in that realm of the spirit, he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. This God of ours knows exactly where you're at. He knows exactly what's going on. Hallelujah. Wednesday night, we witnessed a witness of the Holy Ghost in this service on this Bible lesson on Wednesday night. It really wasn't a Bible lesson. Wednesday night, it turned supernatural. It turned miraculous. And there was a demonstration of the Spirit. I've come this morning to remind you that you may be needing just a corn of bread, just a pone of bread, just a little cake is all that you're dealing with. But this God of ours can give you a lifetime supply of cake. He can take care of the circumstance. He can fix the situation. And he can do exceeding and abundant above all that you begin to ask or think. Do you remember the day he turned the water into wine? He took dirty water and made something astounding out of it. He took water intended to wash feet out of pots that were intended to carry dirty foot washing water. And from that, he took and built out of that something that was incredible and something that was miraculous. I simply remind you again this morning, dirty water in the hands of God is sweet. Dirty water in the hands of God is the moment for the miraculous. Dirty water in the hands of God is something that is incredible because he'll, he can take those things that in our minds are not good and our minds are not strong. He removed, he, he can deal with circumstances and he can work in your life in a most incredible way because now unto him who is able to do exceeding and abundant above all that we can begin to ask or think. When this family ran out of refreshments at their wedding, there was a bit of shame, there was a bit of embarrassment, there was a little circumstance arose there, just a little family pride was messed up. But this God of ours, he can fix the family circumstances. He can fix the family prides. He can remove the family stigmas. Whatever it is, if you can simply say, God, I'm going to operate in your ram. I'm going to be faithful and I'm going to walk after you. This God of ours is able to do exceeding and abundant above all that we ask or think. I'm telling you this Sunday morning, I feel like that maybe your faith is a bit weak and it's so weak you're even having a hard time, even having a hard time responding to a word of faith today. But please understand something this morning. This God of ours, he's in charge. This God of ours, he's in control. This God of ours knows exactly where you're at. This God of ours understands your circumstance. He's watched you every step of the way. You've not been by yourself. You might have felt by yourself. You might have felt lonely, but you have not been by yourself. And you might have felt broken, but this God of ours is not going to let you lay there in a broken condition. For I simply remind you this Sunday morning that he is able to do exceeding and abundant above what you can begin to ask or, or think. Amen. 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 They, they, they did not have no way to really realize that dirty water would be turned into the best wine 
of the day. Be the most incredible moment. I simply, I'm just so challenged inside my spirit today. I'm challenged inside of my heart and my mind. And I've come to hope to convey that same challenge to you. There's got to be something sparking the life and the hearts of the men and women of this church. There needs to be something spark in the heart of an individual that might be visiting here today. But I'm just absolutely certain in my heart and my spirit that when you really understand that this God of yours knows exactly what's going on and this God of ours has not forgotten you and this God of ours has not forsaken you and this God of ours is your God and this God of yours has not walked away from you. He has not forsaken you but he cares about you and he's able to take care of every circumstance and answer every prayer and fix every situation and he can do it to excess. He can do it with abundance. He can do it more and stronger than you thought he would. He can give you more in your life than you ever thought he was able to for he's able to do exceeding and abundant above all that you begin to ask or think. I'm saying this morning, you've got, somebody's got some dreams. And you, and you, even, even, even the dreams may be a bit excessive. But this God of ours, he can, he can reach down and he can not only answer your prayer, but he can take your dreams and provide for them and take care of them and make them better than you ever thought. He's able to do exceeding and abundant above all that you can ask or think. What about that little lady that was caught that day in that immoral situation? There she was caught in the very act of, of, her, of, her, of, her, uh, of her transgression. There she was caught. She's taken by those men holding rocks and thrown at the feet of Jesus. She was about to be stoned. In her mind, I think the closest thing in her mind was, oh, these rocks are going to hurt. Oh, they're going to kill me. Oh, this is, this is a painful situation. Oh, Oh, there it is. And I, I'm certain that she, she just wanted to get through this stoning part. If she could just survive the stoning. If she could just survive the rocks hitting her. Culture allowed in that circumstance. Uh, that the person that was, had fallen. The person who had made the... That uh, was living in transgression. The person who was doing that. Uh, they, their life could be taken. They're public. And they would throw those rocks. Uh, you know, you've heard uh, a thousand messages about rocks. And drop it on the ground. You've heard all of that. Uh, but I'm certain inside her mind. She was just hoping how can I keep the rocks from hitting? How can I keep the rocks from causing too much pain? But then but then, but the, but then, when the rocks didn't come and she looked and heard the words of the Lord said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. There was something bigger than she could ever have dreamed about. There was something greater than she could have asked God for at that moment. She's just trying to avoid pain. She's just trying to stop the rocks. But God says, no, we're not just going to stop the rocks, but what, what we're really going to do is I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remove any condemnation from your life. Uh, you, you're trying to stop the outward pain, but I'm going to deal with the inward pain. You're trying to stop what's going on on the outside, with the outside actions, the outside activities, and the outside pain, but I'm going beyond the outside, and I'm going down deep inside of you, and I'm moving condemnation out of your life. Uh, I'm going to deal with the inner man. All she wanted was for the rocks to stop, but here was a lady that found out right there that Jesus was more 
than happy to do exceeding and abundant above all that she could ask or think. How could she have imagined that condemnation would leave? How could she imagine that shame would leave? But this God of ours reached out and says, I will do exceeding. I can do abundant. I can do more. I can do above what you can begin to ask or think. That ought to excite somebody here today. Not only outward pain, but the inward pain. Not only outward trauma. This God of ours is able to do exceeding and abundant above all that you and I can begin to ask or think. This makes my heart excited. This puts faith in my spirit. This puts a determination in my life that somebody can have a breakthrough. That somebody could see a witness of the spirit literally, literally break into your life and shed the peace and shed the hope and bring faith brand new back to you. Amen. What about that guy Zacchaeus? You know Zacchaeus, little guy. Little guy that climbed the tree. He just wanted a glimpse of Jesus. All he wanted was a glimpse of Jesus. He just wanted to see him. How could he have known that this God of ours, when he was just trying to get a glimpse of Jesus, the eye of the Almighty was already resting upon him. While he was climbing the tree, God had his eye on Zacchaeus. When he scooted out on the limb, God had his eye on Zacchaeus. When he was hanging on and pushing back the leaves to get a look, God already knew where he was and God's already moving in his direction all he wanted was a glimpse of Jesus but Jesus had a different idea and he had a different plan he says you know what he's climbing a tree to see me he's going out on a limb to see me he's parting some leaves to see me how about I into his life how about I walk through his tree how about I say Zach how about I call him by name how about I take care of this circumstance one on one and there was a guy just wanted a glimpse of Jesus but this God of ours is able to do exceeding and abundant above all that we can ask or think and Zach you're not going to have to climb it you climb the tree to see me and just to get a glimpse of me but I'm fixing to blow your mind come out of that tree today I'm going home with you today I'm going back to your place. I'm not just going to be something that you saw, but I'm going to do more than you planned. I'm going to do more than you hoped. I'm going to do more than you'd asked for. And I believe this Sunday morning, this is a more than you asked for kind of a day. I believe this is a, this is a more than I thought for kind of a day. This is a more than I dreamed for kind of a day. There is in this place, this Sunday morning, a more than you thought, a more than you planned, a more than you risk. This is somebody is going to hear from God. Somebody's going to have faith in God. And this God of ours today is about to do more than you'd even plan or ask him for. Hallelujah. Remember that guy that had the withered hand? And maybe some of you can relate to this. The guy that had the withered hand, he just showed up at church one day with a twisted hand. He just got there with this twisted situation. He just got set on the back row of the church. He just wanted to be in the presence of God. Don't draw any attention to my twisted hand. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to do any of that. I just want to be in the house of God. I just want to be in the presence of God. But how could he have known that it wasn't just going to be the presence of God that he was going to be in that day, but he was going to be face-to-face with the God of the Old Testament. He was going to be face-to-face with the Redeemer. He was going to be face-to-face with Jesus. And not only that, when he's just trying to feel a little bit of the presence of God, feel a little bit of the 
worship, uh, just have a little little pressures of his life uh, lifted off, uh, knowing that he's trying to navigate through life uh, with a twisted circumstance and a twisted limb in it, on his body. His circumstances had gotten all all twisted up and uh, and all all crazy. But there, when he was there, not only not only did he come to the presence of the Lord, but his name was called. He was called forward, and there he approached God with a twisted situation. You know, people, I've preached a message to you several times over the years about the twisted hand. But I'm just simply here to say, all that guy wanted that day was just to get in the presence of God. How could he have known that simply being in the house of God, that that day, the circumstances of his life that were so twisted up was about to be untwisted? How could he have known that? But there is one thing I will remind you, that this God of ours is able to do exceeding and abundant above all that you can be asked or think, all that you can want, all that you can dream for. This God of ours is able to do exceeding and abundant and above all that you can ask. You can ask or or think. And so it is with a faith and a confidence. Not I simply remind you. I simply remind you this God of ours. He's in control. He's in charge. I, I, I just want you to hear, hear my voice clearly. But I want you to hear the voice of the Spirit even more clearly. I hope I communicate with you good today. But I'm determined that the Holy Spirit is going to communicate with you even stronger. That this God can reach into your circumstance. And He can do more for you than you could ever dream. He can fix it better than you could ever hope. He could arrange the circumstances stronger than you could have ever tried to arrange them yourself. He knows your future. He knows his plan for your life. And so I simply rejoice and remind you that this God of ours is able. He is able. He is able. He is able to do these things with exceeding and abundance and this being more above all that you could ask or think on a Sunday morning. Imagine with me Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas, you know they were simply going about the ministry when they got arrested. Thrown in jail. The Bible says, you know the story, stocks and bonds, they were all uh, stocks and bonds. I wish it just stocks and bonds. Chains. Fetters. Chains and fetters. They were locked. They were locked up in a jail, and then at midnight they began to sing. The Bible says they sang and gave praises to God, and the prisoners heard them. And, um, and uh, you know, that this, this is a story that I've shared with you a thousand times in these almost 25 years. But, but there, there is, there is this, this story where they sang praises to God. The prisoners heard them, and of course the jail began to shake, and the chains came off, and, and the doors came open, and, and everybody was loosed, and there was, there was, there was, a, great, there was a great miracle. But Acts chapter 26, uh, 16, verse number 26, uh, I want to I read this verse to you uh, here, here right, right now. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loosed. Immediately there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison was shaken. Immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding and abundant above all that we can ask or think. Here's these guys. They're locked up. You know, they're, they're, they're locked up in the bottom part of the jail. 
And, and when they begin to sing, the jail begins to shake. And the Bible says that the foundations of the jail were shaken. I, this morning, I, I would address something, and I hope that this next five or eight minutes that you can really connect with me here. Because I want to address foundational issues that need to be shaken in somebody's life. Uh, issues that, that are not only just something that you can see on the outside, but I'm talking about core foundational issues that if they can be shaken, that your life will never be the same again. If those core foundational issues that, that have, that have, that have been in, so long been a part of what is now incarcerating you, that it's, that, that if they can be shaken, and if we can see, if we can see some, some, the foundations uh, that, that lives has been built upon. See, sometimes uh, we use cornerstones in life and we use foundational things in life that really are not worth building on. Some of us have got some habits uh, that have become foundational and core in our life, uh, but that's not what we can build upon. And what we need is the Holy Ghost to step into your world. There needs to be a breakthrough in the Spirit to where even those core foundational things that your jailhouse is built upon. And we're not talking about feeling better for a day. I'm talking about breaking the very foundational, founding the cornerstones to what your incarceration has been built upon. But remember this God is able to do exceeding and abundant above all that we can ask or think. Yeah, I want you to put whatever the issue is aside. But more than the issue that's aside that I can see, let's go deep. Let's go to the foundation. Let's go to the root of the matter and let's see something broken. Break. Let's see something break deep in the areas that we can't see. Let's see something break deep in the areas that we can't we can't really comprehend. But you see how how can that happen, Pastor? It's simply this God of ours is able to do exceeding and abundant and above all that we can ask or think. I'm not trying to get rid of habits. I'm not trying to get rid of hangups. I want a foundation. I want a structure change. I want a breakthrough, and I want your life. To be Hallelujah. I want your life to be rattled this morning. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Core things. Core things. Foundational things broken. Foundational things shaken. And when those things begin to shake, this is what happened in this story. When the foundation began to shake, all the doors were opened. Some of you, somebody's been standing behind a door, it's locked, and you need a door open. You need an open door. I mean, just face it, there's some open doors that are needed in some of your lives today. And you're, you're, you're locked behind, you're behind a door. Oh, I know, we can talk about it being a jail bar. We, we can talk about all, all of that stuff, but the fact is, is sometimes we find ourselves in our nice little all-American lifestyles. We're not in prison, but we're incarcerated. We're not in a jailhouse, but we're, but we're locked behind. They need some doors that need to be broken down, some doors that need to be unlocked, some doors that need to be opened. And this morning, I've come to suggest that probably when we get done working the foundational core issues that need to be broken and shaken in, in, in your life. Doors that need to open. Dreams that you're wanting to see come to pass are going to unfold and come to pass. There's going to be some doors swing open in somebody's life. How's that going to happen? It's this simple. This God of ours is able to exceeding and abundant above all that we can begin to ask.
or think. And those doors are going to open in the name of Jesus. And the Bible then goes on to say that all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loosed. Everyone's bands were loosed. How about, let's look at it in this practical manner. You ever felt like your hands were tied? Ever felt like you didn't know exactly what to do? And you really couldn't do what you thought because, man, my hands are tied. I don't know what to do. My, my hand, I can't do this. My hands are tied. I can't win if I do this. I can't win if I do that. My hands are tied. I can't break loose for this. Uh, my hands are tied. You ever, you ever use that expression? You've heard it a, a thousand times in your lifetime. My hands are tied. But here is a reading that when the foundation issues were addressed and they were shaken by the power of God, the doors were kicked open in their lives and then the things that were binding their hands were turned loose. I wish I'd have thought about this enough to have brought some rope or something or maybe borrow a set of handcuffs from somebody and just kind of wave them around in the air. My hands are tied. I can't get broke loose. And I'm just, I'm just, all, I'm just, I'm just tied. In my hand. I, I don't know what to do. But I'm talking about this God of mine this morning, this God of yours, and he is here this Sunday morning that he wants to break the things that's got your hands tied. He wants to kick open the doors in your life, uh, the things that have bound you, uh, the things that you have not been able to break loose from. Uh, he he wants to work in those situations today, but he doesn't want to address the symptoms of a tied hand or a closed door. He wants to shake foundation. He wants to break through and rattle around your life. I think he wants to literally take his hands, put them on the corners of, of your life, and start shaking and, and shake loose some things in the Holy Ghost this morning. I've just come with a faith and a confidence to realize that this God of ours is not only going to move the symptoms, but he's able to do exceeding and abundant and above all that you can begin to ask or think and he's come to work in this house this Sunday morning please stand with me right now if you're here today and you are in need of your hands to be loosed if you're in need of your doors to be open if you're in need of foundational core things to be shattered and shaken in your life I want you to put your hands up in the air this morning and I want you to cry out to God because I am absolutely certain certain this morning that he's come because he wants you to know that he can do more than you hoped he can do more than you're asking for he'll bless you about he'll fix your circumstances better than you had hoped for he can do it better and stronger and more have have dreamed about in your lifetime this God of ours is able to do exceeding and abundant and above and more and more excessively than you could ever have asked or thought he's come this Sunday morning to minister to somebody he's come this Sunday morning to shake somebody he's come this Sunday morning to open a door for somebody he's come this Sunday morning to loose your hands today